Welcome to the May the Smoke Be With You podcast. And now here's your host, Joe Levitt. All right, and welcome to this episode of the May the Smoke Be With You podcast. This one's going to be a little different. We are, we are live uh, here in Poplar Bluff, Missouri uh, at the second annual Primo Bash. And uh, we're, it's kind of before things are set up, so you just heard a forklift go by carrying a table. Uh, you're going to hear some of that setup kind of happening. We're early here in the day, uh, kind of taking advantage of some of the calm before the storm, if you will, before this thing gets uh, gets really going. Uh, but today, my first guest here uh, at, uh, at the Primo Bash is uh, Mike Radosevich. Is that Did I do it okay? That's correct. Radosevich. Uh, perfect. Yes. All right. I Good did Croatian it. name. Yes. Uh, and uh, some of the folks here on social might, uh, you know, if you're following a lot of barbecue accounts, might know him from Code 3 Spices, where he is uh, a co-founder and owner there. Uh, and he is currently also the grill manager for Primo Grills. And so we're going to kind of get into all that. But Mike, thank you for taking time and, and joining me here on the May the Smoke Be With You podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, we've only known each other for a little bit virtually. Yeah, yeah. But it's a pleasure to finally meet you. I've been a fan since I met you, so I'm excited about this. I appreciate it. M- most people are. Most people just can't help themselves. <laughs> uh, once they're aware of me, they just they just love me. I got it. Yeah, no. I can feel that energy. So uh, let, I... I I always love to just kind of hear people's story about like where where did you kind of intersect the smoke? Like where did you start to love barbecue and all things live fire? It honestly started at a early age because you know my 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 family were very close, um, and every weekend my dad was grilling. You know he'd, he'd fire up the gas grill and it was usually pork steaks. And then I get into college and, you know, I got a little Weber Smoky Mountain, started on that, you know, got into my career and we can touch on that, how I really got into it. Um, but I, in my previous life, I was a police officer. Okay. So I did that for about 15 years. Just to put it in perspective, I was the first police academy class after 9-11. So that's when things were really, really good for law enforcement countrywide. Yeah. We were, we were kind of united back then, if you will. Very much yeah. more united than than now, right? Yeah. Um, so I mean, I guess that's where we should really start. This is um, I was a police officer, and love my job. I love the community aspect of it. It was a calling for me. My mm-hmm. older brother uh, was a police officer. I sort of followed in his footsteps and everything he did, whether it was sports or career. Um, he's eight years older than me, and obviously love my big bro. You know, so he sort of led me into the direction of law enforcement. Um, I was in a little town outside of St. Louis at mile marker 15 on 5570. Um, and the career was great. I absolutely loved it, but I found out pretty quickly within three, four years what a burnout phase was. Mm. And most cops don't hit that burnout phase till year six or seven. Yeah. Um, I hit my first one a little early. I had a second one. Um, and that's whenever I realized, okay, you know, they don't tell you in the academy about high alcoholism rate, divorce rate, all the bad stuff that goes along with the job, really. You know, you're working 12-hour shifts for six weeks, and then you go to days, and you do that for six weeks, and there's just a lot of toxicity inside that occupation. Mm. Um, But about 13 years ago, um, it was a Sunday morning, and I was on patrol, and a a gunman had walked into our church um, right before 9 a.m. on Sunday, and that that's when 
everything sort of came together in terms of my story. So my sister was passing away from cancer at the time. My mom had full-blown Alzheimer's. Um, we were putting her in a home. I was going through a divorce. We had our second child on the way. Um, and I had just gotten diagnosed with complex PTSD. Um, and this was all going on right during that church shooting. And it, 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 was, a, it was a tragic incident. But what made it even worse was Pastor Fred Winters was actually our police chaplain. So we knew him very well. So, very small town, a uh, little village, right? like I said, right outside of St. Louis. And, you know, I got to the point where my body was telling me, if you don't stop this occupation now, you're going to die. And that's a pretty crippling feeling to have, being a, a soon-to-be single dad with two young children and not knowing what you're doing next. Yeah. Um, so I left my main department. Um, but right, right when that happened was like, okay, you know, I went into therapy, got, found a good counselor, started dealing with, cause I, you know, there's such a stigma attached to PTSD, especially 13 years ago when I got diagnosed. You don't want to talk about it with anybody. Right. And um, it's just one of those things where it's, you're just sort of flipped upside down. You don't understand what's going on. And with the mental aspect, right? I was drinking a lot. That's how I was masking and coping. That's never a good thing. Um, you know, so what did I do? I started firing up my grill. Honestly, yeah. it, I would say barbecue more than likely saved my life at that time. Wow. I, I never, I had intrusive thoughts, but I never, ever had planned any type of exit, right? Right. But the one thing I learned from that experience, because I do a lot of peer support for cops all across the country now, we do a lot of stuff with the Wounded Blue and some really cool places like Safe Call Now. Um, and we can talk about that when we get into Code 3. Um, but that's what happened. So we started, started grilling a lot. I met my uh, business partner, Chris Bonemeyer, and we started doing backyard comps. We, we were hooked from day one. Yeah. We started making our own rub in his kitchen. And we threw some, you know, stickers on it, and that was sort of how it really all started. It's kind of like what we have here sitting Absolutely. in front of you, you know, our our job of the butt rub uh, samples that we've got. I love the name. You know, uh, some, some very... Uh, you know, the guy who made them is, is standing here. Uh, the little ingredient labels were like, man, those are the wrong size. But we were just rushing to get them done sure. to just have something to show. But, yeah, uh, yeah. totally cool. Yeah, so um, that that's that's how it started. And then um, once we got our, our bottles in, like, our first 100 stores in the St. Louis area, it grew from there. Yeah. Um, me and Chris started a barbecue supply called Collinsville Barbecue. Um, and I just basically catapulted myself into the center of the industry it was sort of untouched then it wasn't as popular as it is now obviously mm -hmm. i'd like to say we got in at the right time um, but the one thing we did right is we started networking right off the bat we started figuring out you know what kind of events can we go to to meet these other people that share this passion and love for barbecue like we do so and um a buddy of mine uh, Fred Gross, uh, me and Chris were up in Chicago pitching to Jewel Osco. And he goes, hey, he goes, here's an address. He goes, meet my buddy Dave there. He goes, he wants to meet you. I'm like, cool, okay, don't know who Dave is. Well, we pull up, and it's Sweet Baby Ray. And we met wow. Sweet Baby Ray for the first time. And he's been such an instrumental person in my life, spiritually mm -hmm. and professionally. Wow. Um, 
we just became buddies, and he's like, hey, you need to get involved with the NBBQA, which is the National Barbecue Association. Mm -hmm. And that's really what got us really moving good. Yeah. Uh, meeting the right people, developing those relationships, and just sort of going from there. Um, but once me and Chris hit the pedal, we just really haven't stopped. So since. timeline, when, when, was, when was that? Like, so... And, and when was that, that firm exit out of law enforcement? Like, uh, I purposely left um, my, my post on my birthday, October 28th, uh, 2013. Okay. And then I sort of moonlighted for about a year and a half just to extend my credentials. Um, and by that time, I knew it was okay. I need to start taking care of my mental health. Yeah. Um, and that's where barbecue started right there. Nice. And so uh, Code 3 Spices... Uh, the name has meaning for you, obviously, as well. What's a code three? So basically, that's a universal term for law enforcement where it's lights and sirens. It's an emergency. You better get to the call. Yeah. Um, I thought it was sort of a cool name just for the simple fact that every first responder in the country would know what it meant and would know that the people in this company are associated with law enforcement. They're basically. behind it. Yeah, they have. Yeah. And, and you guys, uh, there, there's a there's a component that gives back, right, as part of Code 3? We built our entire business on this. Uh, my business partner, Chris, it's, it's really a, a unique partnership because I'm sort of the crazy, creative, off-the-cuff, ADD, real mic back in. Yeah. And Chris is the smart, intellectual, analytical dude that can cook his butt off, right? Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those deals where he came from a law enforcement family as well. And when I was dealing, and, and let me preface it with this. So I was I was so blessed growing up with the family that I was given, um, the schools I went to, played college ball, all that fun stuff. Um, so adversity, I didn't know what adversity was yeah. until I turned 35. And then my whole role got flipped upside down. So as this was all coming together, me and Chris decided to donate back for every unit sold to basically the organizations that helped me. Um, that one is Backstoppers in St. Louis, which they come in and um, they provide assistance for Widows of the Fallen. Um, the one that I'm really proud of is Safe Call Now. Um, I, I called this guy, told him my story, told him I was going through, and they helped me get in the, find the right therapist instead of having to chase him down and find the right person. Nice. Um, and they're a 24-hour uh, suicide crisis prevention hotline uh, for first responders and their family. And then uh, U.S. Veterans Foundation, which is out of Brighton, Illinois, and they're a national charity as well. So basically it was our way of helping them grow with their brand awareness, letting other folks out there know that it's okay to talk about PTSD. Um, I've always been sort of a open book and very vulnerable dude. I have no problem. I cry watching Extreme Home Makeover. That gives oh, you man, a better you, you idea. You and I are cut from the same Okay, cloth. so, yeah. you know, um, Absolutely. it was this, I don't take any of this back because it's made me who I am and it's allowed me to meet some really amazing people and just sort of see the, uh, the fruitfulness of someone's life get better. Um, there's no amount of money in the world that can take that over. And I, I get to see that on a weekly basis. So that's why this has been such a beautiful ride for me and Chris and all of the other people associated with Code 3. Uh, you talked very early on. You said you come from a very close family. You talked about your big brother, kind of how you looked up to him. Talked about your dad grilling. He said every, every weekend. And then you kind of flew by it. But uh, you mentioned pork steak, which is, which is kind of a, a Missouri 
thing, a St. Louis area It's St. Louis specific, and yeah. it all started with the Schnucks family, Schnucks Grocery Markets. Okay. Um, they wanted to find a way to feed a family really cheap. Yep. So they're like, hey, we're just going to start slicing these pork butts. And obviously the, uh, the evolution of how the pork steak's done now compared to back then, it was salt, pepper, burn it, let's eat it. Yeah. You know, now it's let's treat it like a pork butt. Let's get some St. Louis style barbecue sauce in there and nice rub, get that nice mahogany color on it. Um, and that's the other great thing about pork steaks. My favorite thing to cook. Really? Still today? Along with the tri-tip. I love tri-tip. Okay. So now if, when, when did, when did you get introduced to tri-tip? Because it is, uh, it, it's a West coast thing, I guess maybe through national barbecue association. That's exactly yeah. where, uh, one of the guys down there was from Santa Maria, California, yeah. cooking on a Santa Maria. Yeah. And I They're said, like, what, what is, is that, that funky looking piece of meat? Yeah. And, uh, he sliced them off and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is one of the best things i've ever tasted it, he 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 sliced it the right way the right way because if you do it the other way it tastes like concrete yeah it's or horrible. It, the bites like concrete yeah. yeah it just multiplies uh kind of in, in your mouth it's like that's 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 no good uh similarly like in in tennessee it's just kind of making its way mm-hmm. like to availability in tennessee and uh i i too just love it uh just a great great cut of meat family loves it yep it's so good and, it, and it's inexpensive for the most part too yeah if you don't know, family it's not on, gonna break the bank nope um, all right, so uh, so today you, you, you love those things. Uh, you've got Code 3 Spices going strong, uh, barbecue supply shop. Sounds like you've you got plenty on your plate, and yet you, you added something else recently uh, to, your, to your list of duties. Yeah, so it, um, you know, it, it goes back to the adversity conversation, right? Um, me and Chris started a barbecue supply because we realized quickly that you've got to sell tens of thousands of units to even be profitable in the spice game yeah, and the sauce game for that matter because we have our own sauces too. Um, you know, so with that said, um, we've been in the middle of the industry for a very long time. And I think there's a lot of companies out there that have failed to really have somebody in the center mm-hmm. of the industry because it's the guy it's the backyard guys it's the the pit masters that are cooking every weekend that really sort of know what's going on you know yeah. you give them a grill to try they're going to tell you things that most engineers won't or right. can't from a pit master standpoint yeah no doubt um so about five months ago um i've known nick for a while uh owner of primo fantastic human being and i've always been a big fan of primo um i've had a primo for about eight years and I've, I've got, well, I don't have 27 grills in my backyard anymore because I had to sell a bunch of them whenever I came on with Primo. Um, but I've cooked on everything. Um, so that was part of the deal? You have to get rid of everything else? No, they didn't make me, but I said, well, I mean, I collected the, they're out of Chicago and they come in a lot of different colors. Okay. So I'll leave it at that. All right. uh, just joking. No, Weber, I love Weber kettles and all yeah. that stuff. But um, Primo changed the way I looked at barbecue. Mm-hmm. Um, it allowed me to pay a lot more attention to detail because that's really what it is when it comes to barbecue. Um, some of the smartest guys I've ever met are pit masters. Mm. Um, and, and it comes down to the attention to detail. But the thing that sold me on the Primo was the ceramic aspect. Um, I'm a big patriot, and um, I, I take a lot of pride in being American. Uh, my dad was a union iron worker for 42 years, um, and I remember times growing up when he was out of work. You know, and dad would always educate us. And plus, he was a Navy veteran, too, right? Yeah. So, um, and then keep in mind, you know, we experienced 9 11. Uh, these younger kids now in their 20s, they don't remember it. They were barely born. Um, 
So the the Made in America aspect, I absolutely loved about Primo. Yeah, we're sitting out here outside the factory. There's a huge American flag outside. Uh, you know, and you know, on the outside of the company, we saw the factory last night, start to finish. It's incredible, it's, it's isn't here. it? And it's not. It's not. Oh, the they make components somewhere else and then they're assembled in America. It is. It's 100. percent You saw what they call the slip, which is the 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 mixture of the ceramics, the way this thing starts, seven different ingredients that are put into this mixture, and, and you saw start to finish, these things are made right here behind us in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. And I get such a kick out of it coming down here every time because I see these people taking so much pride in building these things. Yeah. Um, barbecue is love, man, and barbecue mm -hmm. is community. And it's almost like um, you know a pit master cooking for somebody. It's I, I get the true joy out of watching people eat that food that came off the Primo. Oh, absolutely. Um, but the thing that really changed, it actually made me a much, much better uh, pit master was the oval design. It's a patented oval design. Mm -hmm. It's a true two-zone cooking element. There's some other guys on the market that say that it's two-zone, but you can't really have a two-zone fire in a circular object. You know, so the oval design is really what got me doing reverse sears. I didn't know what a reverse sear was eight years ago. Right. Um, even in the thick of social media, no one was talking about reverse seared this, reverse seared that. Um, you know, one side of the pit's going at about 550, the other side of the pit's running about 280, whatever. You know, you, you can put a, a full pan on that thing. So um, it, it allowed me to be a little bit more creative with my cooks. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think, you know, you with the oval, I also just see more surface area. You know, you can do... The, the ribs and the briskets, you know, they and, and multiples fit a lot easier on that. Even if you're talking the same square inches of cook space, right? The oval provides a lot more usable. Well, like I said, I mean, you know, you could put a put a full pan on there. You can put a, a cast iron on one side and still have room to throw four or five steaks. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's great. Uh, so that's keeping you busy as well. Uh, and so, what's what's what can you tell us of maybe what's coming down? Any, anything you can share that's kind of that they're working on here behind us? So can't tell you everything, but I can tell you this. Um, first of all, these are some of the best people you'll ever meet in terms of management and upper echelon um, from the president on down. This company really cares about their people, and you don't see that a lot nowadays, period. Um, but in our industry, uh, the barbecue industry is an uh, industry where we all get along, but we all want to beat everybody else to the sure, punch, right? of course, yeah. So uh, the most exciting thing about Primo, you know, we're coming out with an XL charcoal mm -hmm. um, about the size of my head, you know. So I, I've ran probably uh, 300 hours on this charcoal. It's fantastic. Um, it's going to be for more of your longer smokes and whatnot. Um, and then obviously you're not going to put a, a big XL lump of charcoal in a, a jun Primo Junior. Right. You know, so this is going to be for your large XL um, we are working on a larger size uh, nice. Primo, okay. um, but uh, that's probably the most fun that I've had so far is working closely with the engineers. Um, it's nice being on your backyard, having a couple drinks and thinking, okay, how can we make this better? It's already great, right? but how can we make it better? Um, and that's the other thing. Everybody at Primo, they, they, they just take so much pride in putting out a good product. So it's just a, a really fun element with Primo. And it, Having fun is one of the core values. 
Um, the thing that really sold me on Primo was their number one core value is lead with love. Hmm. And I'm one of those people where I believe we're put here to serve others, not ourselves. Yep. And if you're leading with love and your heart's good, everything else is going to fall into play. So this has honestly been, um, it, it's been a God thing for me. Um, I'm dedicating the rest of my life to Primo. Um, I've dedicated the last 12 years to Code 3. Me and Chris will still be running with Code 3, but I'm dedicating my life, the rest of my life, to Primo. I want to see how far as a team we can take this. And um, it, it's, the, it's the best grill on the market, and I can honestly say that because I've cooked on everything. And the key components of the high-quality ceramics, the oval design and made in America, how, how can you beat it? Yeah, I think it's, you know, they're – as I talk to friends and that are grillers, uh, casual at home folks, you know, there's, I think the struggle right now is just, is name recognition. It's, it's getting, it's getting out there to, to be in the same conversation with big green egg and to be in the same conversation as, as a Kamado Joe in that ceramic space. Uh, I agree with you that I think it is a, it is a superior product. Uh, we saw even last night, the way these things hold up, compared to other other brands that are out there uh, I mean they put them in their kiln at 2300 degrees and the others absolutely just like melted or started to you know melted the base from the bottom some just cracked um, it was it was pretty amazing to see uh, that that those seven ingredients make a superior ceramic that can withstand not that I'm gonna cook at 2300 degrees sure. but I think what it points to is, some structural Quality. stability that is that is inherent in that ceramic that's not there in the others. There's been some corners that have been cut that have, that allow for some some weaker ceramics. Well, and that's what happens whenever uh, you're you're having people in different countries, China or Mexico, making your product. You know, um, you're gonna get what you pay for a primo, yeah. and our customer service is gonna take care of you if anything ever goes wrong. Um, you're talking to Americans when you call us, you yeah. know, that speak English. That's great. Yep. Um, you know where I'm going with that. Yeah, so, for sure. You know, it's just one of those things where, once again, it comes back to having a lot of pride and providing a great value, and that's what Primo does. Nice. Well, one thing we always, uh, you know, I want to be real sensitive of your time because you, you've got a lot of stuff going on. I think you're, uh, you're, you've probably been hit with a few texts here. Uh, but uh, I do like to just kind of find out just some fun stuff. Uh, so if you're out there grilling, uh, you know, what, what do you, what are you drinking? Like if you're out there doing a long smoke, like what, what, what are you going to? All depends on what time of year it is. If it's really hot, it's going to be a, uh, uh, a, a vodka okay. with some, uh, water, ice, and some Mio. Okay. Uh, I'll sip on that, but I'm from St. Louis brother. So it's going to be a Budweiser. Come <laughs> okay. on. All right. You know, Budweiser's get nice and cold and they go down perfect. So okay. it, it's going to be a Budweiser. All right, and what what are you listening to? What's what's coming over this? Oh, let's talk some music. So I'm a music junkie. I love Tool. I've I've been to 74 Dave Matthews shows. Okay. So does, does he recognize you? No, but I've met him once. That was pretty cool. Okay. That was pretty cool. That was uh, an experience that we can talk about off the <laughs> okay off of here. <laughs> All right. Um, so it's going to be uh, a little bit of 80s, a little bit of 90s. Uh, you know, I'm I'm 45 years old, graduated high school in '96, but. Um, I, I love alternative. I mean, you know, I, I'm a grunge kid. Um, okay. You know, the Nirvana, the Tool, the Deftones. Yep. Um, big Dave Grohl fan. Um, my my Dave, if you're listening, my bucket list item is to 
cook with you for uh, one of your charity cooks for all your firefighters and cops over in California. So nice. And uh, I think that's Backbeat Barbecue. He's got his own uh, Instagram page, Backbeat Barbecue, really? which is pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So you just start trying to slide into his DMs there. Yeah, he yeah. don't look at those. <laughs> he don't look at those. Uh, obviously, may the smoke be with you. Has a, a little bit of uh, you know fun with with star wars we're we're star wars fans uh and so always ask are you a star wars fan big time yeah yeah what's uh favorite movie the first one dude the first one well don't don't say dude like it's like you you'd insult me with another answer <laughs> like I, I you know i i ask for a reason everyone has you know i think I, i'm i'm empire strikes back yeah josh, okay josh is your empire yep uh oh, i'll lean with that one okay and then and then this have you watched like the other thing, like the more recent things, like the Rogue Ones and the the solos, or are you just kind of more of a a purist? I'm more of an old school dude, okay. more traditional. All right, so looking, thinking back, childhood. Uh, who was your favorite character? Yoda. Yoda. All right, hands down. Yeah, hands down. He he did have some wisdom. A little bit. Yeah, for he sure. He did. Well, uh, this this has been great. I I appreciate this. This has been. Uh, a blast! I, I love that uh, that we can partner with Primo. That we're we're on Team Primo, um, and, that, uh, and that we're here for this bash. It's gonna be a great day. Thank you, Mike, for joining us, and uh, it's smoke be with you. Appreciate you very much, man. Have a good one. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the May the Smoke Be With You podcast with Joe Levitt.